0: Oh e of the world. Yes, thank you, Lord. You are the same yesterday, today, forever, holy, Lord. Righteous, just, merciful, gracious, no one needs a spirit wrath. Powerful God, consuming fire, here we go, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah.
1: Well, welcome everybody. My name is Christian Gossett. This is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. So, thank you who are joining in uh, live in person, also here on Zoom and also on Instagram Live. So, God bless you guys. We welcome all you guys in different platforms. We will be, um, we're going to be more proactive about getting these teachings on every, every part of our social media. Because it's hearing and hearing the word that builds our faith, right? It's not just um, reading or or looking at pictures and liking them on social media. But when you hear the word, that's what changes you, right? The word activates something in your spirit that makes you want to know more. And it brings life into it. So, anyways, we just got done with worship by uh, Jesus Image. Open up. Uh, my eyes, Lord, and we really, there was no like captions, but there was really only like two verses within the song. So either it's open up my eyes, Lord, or open up my ears so I can listen to you. And I felt like it was really good because like if we weren't listening, then we said the wrong thing, right? (laughs) So, so even that is almost like it's practical because a lot of the times I'll come before the Lord and the Lord just wants me to be quiet before him. And he wants me just to listen to what he's trying to say. And there's many times where I go in and I'm speaking to the Lord a lot. I'm, I'm um, not preaching to the Lord, but I'm ministering to the Lord, right? So like this, this week, the Lord has been really ministering to me. I'll go in my secret place in my room and I'll maybe say, you know, a few prayers within a few minutes and then he'll stop me. And he says, I want you to listen to me. I'm going to tell you these things. So make sure that when you do go into prayer, make sure that you wait and hear from the voice of the Lord, because prayer is not just a one-way one communication, right? It's, it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue, right? So make sure that you're not so quick to run out and you don't hear God's voice, right? Because that's the most important thing, is hearing His voice for what He has for you to do, what to say how to do it, when to do it, right? Where to? So anyways, um, the Lord has been giving me really deep revelation and (laughs) I wasn't going to even share it with you guys, but the Lord told me to share it with you guys because there's some things that the Lord tells me that I don't tell you. And there's some things that the Lord tells me that I need to tell you. Because it, when God wants me to say something, it's because it's going to benefit the body of Christ. It's going to benefit you guys, and then what's going to happen is that you guys will engage and then use it in your everyday walk. That's why we do this stuff. It's not just so we can, like, you know, just talk. This is the place to grow. This is the place to learn. This is the place where if you make a mistake, we're here to help you sharpen you, correct you, right? And get you on the right path. So, and if you guys have your notebooks, your, your, uh, Bibles, whatever the case is, um, we're going to be reading out of Colossians chapter one today, but the title for today is freedom from the enemy, Mm -hmm. freedom from the enemy. Um, the Lord was sharing stuff with me. So remember this, like before I even come on and preach. I'm already in with him before you guys come, before you guys even attend. I'm with him. I need to be with him first. He has to preach to me for me to preach to you, right? And I need to get filled just like you're here to get filled, right? So I want to encourage you is that I'm learning and growing, and I'm passing on the revelation. I'm passing on the knowledge. I'm passing on the wisdom that I'm obtaining from the Lord. Um, okay, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to do this? Okay, so I was in prayer, and I was in fellowship with the Lord. And I want to tell you this. Get, get with the Lord first before you even get in that room. Does that make sense? How does that look like? What does that look like? How do you get in that place with the Lord before you even go into your secret place?
2: Always a
1: connection with him. Okay, good. Anything else? Okay. Anything else? Yes, that's it. So, like, so when I'm washing the dishes, I'm already communing with Him. I'm already, like, praising Him. I'm vacuuming and I'm praising the Lord. And then I'm, like, getting stuff. I'm pulling the trash out, right? I'm cleaning stuff. And the presence of the Lord is already here. He already wants to, I was sweeping my pool in the presence of the Lord was there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, right? That's what we want, that fully connects. So then when I go there, it's it's already done. Like, it's already going to happen. So anyways, the Lord was telling me, we con- we constantly need to know that he's already here. You know, we, we tend to like, okay, we got to wait for the Lord to come. We got to wait for the presence, the... The manifested glory, there is times where he will tell you to wait until he comes. But what the Lord was telling me is this. Now, you take it for what it is, but I was was praying, and the Lord said this to me. He says, Christian, you're the healer. You're the deliverer. You're going to set the captives free. Because I've given you my spirit. My spirit is in you. Now, at first, I was like, Lord, that seems blasphemous, but he's, I, and then he said, test me. So I tested the Spirit, and it was the Lord. So why I'm saying that is because we're waiting on God to move, and God's like, you move. I'm in you. It says Christ in me is the hope of glory, right? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And I think as, as Christians, we're so timid because we're like, Well, God, if you don't move, then we're not going to move. But God's already in you. You're not a God. You can't do anything of yourself. The Spirit of God is in you. Mm -hmm. That's what he was trying to tell me. He says, so many people are waiting for me to show up when I'm already here. Mm -hmm. And what he also said is that when we pray for the sick, or when we cast out devils, or when we do any of those things, Jesus never waited on God, the Father, to move. He moved because he knows the will of the Father, and every time he did it, it glorified God. Every time. When he would heal the sick, what is the, what was the next scripture? He was telling me, he was showing me his word. He said, what does it say in my word, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> what does it say in my word when I heal the sick? They would all say, glory to God in the highest. Remember when they let down that guy from the ceiling, mm-hmm. the paralytic, mm-hmm. and he healed him. What did they say? Glory to God, he healed him." And then there's spectics that are like, how can he forgive sins? He's not God, but he is God. He's in the flesh. Or when he would cast out a demon, he would say, go. And it would leave a, a demon-possessed man or woman. Right? They said that the finger of God move that demon but the hand of god was upon him to do that so i'm trying to tell you is that as long as we funnel upwardly all the glory honor power and praise to him and don't let it get in your head that it's you but get in the head that it is you because christ is in you working out of you does that make sense yes go ahead (laughs)
2: <laughs> and he but what he said kinda confused me. He said that he never says in Jesus' name when he's like praying for someone because he says that he knows that Jesus is inside of him doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. when and yeah, I I was confused about that, but when like Jesus had the disciples and he and he sent them out, he's like, I'm leaving, you guys yeah. do my work would they like say in Jesus' name
1: like when you pray? So this them? is a really good question. I'm kinda <laughs> glad that you brought it up. So the thing is we use the name of Jesus because it's the name above every other name. All, need, Everyone will bow, everyone will confess that he is Lord. Every tongue shall confess that he's Lord, right? Mm-hmm. The name of Jesus makes every authority bow to that name. But when you're doing the works of the Lord and say that I'm gonna pray for someone and I didn't say in Jesus' name and they get healed, we know based off their conduct their action what they're preaching what they're saying is they're doing it in the name of the lord name of jesus remember i believe it was paul or peter that walked that walked beside someone and their shadow hit someone and healed them they didn't say jesus name but the power of god can be on you so mightily and everyone can see that you are a representative of Jesus, an ambassador to the kingdom of God, that they know that you're doing it in that name. Now, I like to clarify with people, like even for instance, you know, I had, I have two testimonies to share, but anyways, um, that's besides the point. But the thing is, I like to say, yeah, this is Jesus. This is in the name of Jesus. So it can be used some other times. Sometimes I don't even have to, like two weeks ago. I didn't have to say in the name of Jesus to be healed. All I did was this, and they got touched, because he told me to do it that way. Mm-hmm. So, but always by default use yeah. Jesus name. Demons don't respect your name. They respect His name. They submit to that name, right? So, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Any other questions?
3: Because I've heard like Jonathan Shovel for somewhat
1: man. this man of God was preaching and then he just passed by this guy and the guy said a demon left him. It was just because of the anointing. Yeah. Be so filled with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Does anyone else have anything online? Yeah. Or even like just like, you know, Word of Faith people, you know, Kenneth E. was saying that Jesus was talking to him, and there was this demon that was pesting him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And he kept saying, like, Jesus, why aren't you going to, like, cast this demon out? And he says, I can't. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Jesus said, I can't. He says, I've given you all power and authority to do it. Mm -hmm. If you don't do it, I won't do it. Mm -hmm.
0: Because he's already given it.
1: He's already given it to you, and that's what the Lord told me. He says, by the word that was confessed to me, I confess it over you. Whatever he's received, the keys of the kingdom, he said, I give it to you. And then he gave me the scripture, right? So when, we, when we're testing spirits, when we're thinking that we need to see it's from the Lord, usually by default, this, whatever spirit that is good, such as angels, such as the Holy Spirit, such as Jesus, whatever, God the father they will always use their word mm-hmm. but you still have to test the spirit cuz satan will use the word too mm-hmm. so the lord gave me as i as you have freely uh as you have freely received freely give that's what he was saying about praying for people cuz we're we're so do you understand that we have maybe seconds with people and then you, if you have to be like, God, I'm waiting on you to move. And he's like, move. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's already in you. And I think this week I was asking the Lord, teach me, teach my hands how to war. Teach my fingers how to war. I need to know how to do this. Especially if I'm going to go into these places where there's this activity of demonic powers. That we're going to face with and that's what we're going to talk about today is being freed from the enemy but you also have to stay free and also you have to engage with the enemy to stay free does that make sense so you're not a captive you're not you're not a slave to sin you're no longer in, in chains and shackles anymore right so for me um the lord's teaching me these these things and i believe god wants me to teach you these things because it's going to build confidence in you to go out. You won't have this timidity. You won't, you won't be nervous because you know the greater one is in you. He's working through you. He's right there by you. This is what the Lord showed me when I was praying. He showed me a bed in a bedroom in a demon-possessed girl on the bed. At first, we're like, oh my goodness, we're terrified. She looks crazy, like exorcist type. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me this. Me walking up to that girl, and I I, I didn't even say anything. And an angel, huge, buff, just tipped the sword on that girl. The demon flew out of that girl, and the demon was totally set free. The The girl, sorry. Excuse me, the girl was set free, but the demon left her. But the thing is what I'm trying to say, we have a greater force. We have a greater army. We have a greater measure of power than the enemy. And if you know that, you can be confident in every situation you go into when you engage in spiritual warfare, when you engage with the principality, when you engage with different demons and different levels. Now, I'm not saying pick a fight with everyone, but the Lord's like, go. Go, just like we did yesterday. We were engaging. The Lord gave me jurisdiction to start taking dominion. And I was nervous at first. Don't get me wrong. I was like, Lord, there's gonna be retaliation. There's gonna be backlash. And God, no, and I prayed against it. And that's happened. So glory to God. So we have
3: jurisdiction over
1: our home. Amen. Our cars, yeah. Our work. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wait. Let me share, share that real quick. That's powerful. You do have jurisdiction over your home. You do have jurisdiction over your workplace. You do have jurisdiction when you go places. Your family, your your friends, whatever. But you don't have that jurisdiction to take over states and regions and cities unless God permits you to do it. Because you're not going to have the anointing to do it. We have to learn that. You can ask him and and then he'll probably be like, hey... you." It takes this measure. It takes this much sacrifice. What did John F. C. K. say about if you want to do ministry, your life's going to be miserable. It's going to be horrible. It's not going to be enjoyable. No chicken
0: wings.
1: No chicken wings, you know. No movies. No, but um, anyways. The thing is is that there's a price for the anointing, period. There's a the price. Because some people walk in the power and some people don't. And some people are walking in, in the beginning of the power and will grow even more. So that's the cool part. All right. Go ahead, Alice. I'm sorry.
4: No, no, you're okay. As you know, you're saying God's how powerful He is. What I was reading in the book of Acts 19. Yeah. That even took handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched Him, were taken to the sick, and then their illness was cured just by a a piece of cloth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I
3: heard a story that, remember, they laid hands on a piece of paper. They put it in a copier machine and faxed it across, oh the, oh like I did that too. across the Atlantic to, you know, what's it called? Internationally? What yeah. Europe. Anyway, to Europe or somewhere, and then they grab the paper
1: and they land the person in the person with you. Glory to God. That's that power, right? That's that, that power. power. Right. right. But you gotta pay the sacrifice. You gotta have the anointing. You gotta know your authority. You gotta know your identity for you to even do that. You gotta operate in it. So, does anyone have? You have a question? I just want yeah.
5: To add to what you're saying about prayer. Yeah. So, um, recently at work, um, God was telling me what was going to happen with a couple people, and I knew I had to do something, um, so I had to uh, stand my ground and hold somebody accountable, and her reaction was very poor, and then so she left just as God said she would, and then the next person left just as God said would happen, like a domino, but it was only because I actually did something about what he said. So, by default, when God says something's going to happen, you should ask Him what your part to play is. That's
0: good. That's good.
1: anybody else I was just going to have him preach for 12 hours standing straight, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, does anyone have, anybody else have any testimonies, any praise reports, or anything like that?
4: Okay, um, go for it. I don't go out much. I work home, and so I've been trying to reach, um, spread the good news. But Amen. thankfully, I've actually had two clients ask me for prayer, wow. asked if I over them, and I thought that was just amazing because you Amen. know the um, the regulations and things of being at work and mixing the two, but at that point, they didn't care, and so they were like, can you pray for me? So, I thought that was, it made me feel really, um, I felt joy in my heart.
2: Mm. It's amazing. That's awesome.
1: It doesn't, I mean, nothing will satisfy than serving the Lord and and doing what He calls you to do. Anybody Mm -hmm. else have testimony? Roger, go ahead, brother.
6: Yeah, so, uh, I had shared this with, uh, Christian, I shared this with your mom earlier. So, Uh, I was approached by both uh, the uh, vice presidents of our department at Mm issue, and uh, the work that I've been doing, most of it is a lot of execution, Mm -hmm. but they've seen me thrive in the area of business development, Mm -hmm. Uh, basically my unique approach, creative style, how I've been helping a partnerships at such an alarming rate. And to make a long story short, um, my, my deputy vice president, which is two positions now moved from the president of the University, stated to me that she felt that being in this current role is not maximizing my gifts. Mm. And she's seen me in action, she's seen me in work. So she told me, as well as my uh, direct report vice president, Said, we like to, you know, this universe is really big. Take the opportunity to explore if you see anything that does come up that fits along the lines of what we see in you to, to really flourish in you and what you've been given to do. Look at it. So, I was able to locate a big position, it's still with the, it's still on Timmy campus, mm-hmm. and it would be for business, it's a business development director role, and um. Uh, I shared it with her, and obviously, until I hear something, or I decide to apply for it, which I did, you know, business as usual and everything else going on. And I just received an email today that um, the director of operations with that particular department of the uh they wanted to schedule me next week for the phone on Thursday.
0: Oh, glory
6: to God! That's awesome. It fits right in line with what I'm passionate about. And of course, uh, not, I'm not focusing on the conversation or salary, but <clears throat> it is good to know the things that I want to do more for my family and things. Mm-hmm. This definitely would be a huge uh, increase. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Something I've never, something I would never, something I had never seen in my life before. So wow. just put it that way.
0: Wow. So
6: um, That's good. I pray in this process, that uh that it be God's will, that it uh, it comes across clear next week with that phone and on next Thursday afternoon. And then of course uh being able to carry that maintain that same level of load of things I got going on right now. So I'm just grateful that I'll be able to serve God, that it be his will in a greater mark the capacity. And you know, I'm a Christian like you and I were talking just to get me practicing more of what God is doing and be out there and connect more people. Right. And getting my practice time in for, you know, overall ministry.
1: Yep. That's how he trains you, right? He trains you yep. in your secular job. And then if you're really good at that, he'll increase you into ministry yep. and even more so. Or maybe you're, you're just a, a business man or, or a business woman, you know, in that state where God needs you to be there. So, right. the, the end goal is not going into ministry is that you become the reconciled ministry of Christ everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, right? You're mi- you are oh, you yeah. have the ministry of reconciliation. That's what it talks about in the Word.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: glory to God. Does anyone else have anything to share before I uh, jump into my two testimonies? Anybody else?
2: I'll share something.
1: Go ahead. Thank you.
2: Um, So, I'm still under construction and working on my attitude, but (laughs) (laughs) um, at work, my director asked me to do something unethical, and I was able to stand my ground and be respectful and just disagree, and she argued with me for over 20 minutes, and she still was like, this is not going to be resolved, and I said, well, I'm not going to do it, and um, even my co-director said I was very respectful the whole time, which is a very big deal because my distress tolerance is usually about 10 minutes after that. I'm done. But I'm working on it, so 20 minutes is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not bad for I was in a room and a big boardroom meeting in front of a bunch of people. And it was quite intimidating. But um, I, my co-director told me today that she really took she really thought it was great the way that I handled it, and my, my director said that I don't have to do it that way anymore, I have to just change one small thing. And so it was no longer an unethical issue, it was just her being nitpicky, and so I was like, fine, I'll settle. So I think it's just like when you have God in your life, you can make so many changes, and even just small changes like seeing this at my job was really just inspiring to me and encouraging because. Um, it's something I'm still working on, but I can, t- I can tangibly see how it's working in different ways. So it's Lord been God. nice for me to see that. So, yeah.
1: Good job. That's when you know that your heart's changing. You know when your actions show that they, it is a change and transformation in your life. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, I took your pen. Anyways, anybody else? Okay, I'll make these two testimonies quick because I want to get in the Word so anyways it was monday i was working out i was at the gym i had a feeling to go outside there's an outdoor so it's an indoor gym and outdoor uh gym as well and there was no squat rack that was open inside so i had to go outside so i'm going outside and this kind of like this young young man you know he, he was he was he was a big dude you know he was pretty ripped and all that whatever and he comes up to me he's like Hey, I want to videotape myself working out. Can I like, can I can I use your uh, squat rack to like prop it? And at first, I could be like, dude, come on, seriously? Like, I'm trying to work out. And I and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let him do it because there's gonna be a reason why. So I let him do it, and I'm you know waiting for him to like film himself and you know <laughs> like 'cause I could work out. So anyways, he gets done, and uh, we just start talking. I said, Hey, you know, you have a really good physique. Like, you know, you work out a lot. And he's like, Oh yeah. And you know, I was in the military and then I graduated out of the military. I said, how old are you? And he's like 22. I'm like, dang, okay. So he's 22 years old, already a veteran, you know? And uh, he was talking about how he's been working in the solar company and he's really like, has an entrepreneur spirit. He wants to like, well, he didn't say spirit, but he said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I want, and I said, oh, do you want to have your own business? And he's like, yeah, one day. I said, oh, I have my own business. Mm. So I wanted him to, like, come on, like, ask me what it is. Come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you know. And then I told him that I work also a secular job with semiconductors. And we do, you know, um, we do also um, military defense stuff, right, in other, other areas. And he just got really caught up in that. He's like, oh, so what do you do for work? And I said, well, I do this, but you never, and I said, you never asked me about what, what my business, like what my, um, my, yeah, what what, my, what my business is. And he's like, oh, well, what's your business? And I said, it's kingdom. And he says, what is kingdom? (laughs) And I said, the kingdom of God. I said, I have the best boss ever, the best boss ever. And I, then I told him, I said, I'm a pastor, I'm a minister. And he like froze. He like kind of went, er, er, like, step back. And I was like, and, and I said, and I started sharing my testimony with him. I started sharing how we started. Mm-hmm. And I said, Where's your faith at? And this is what he said. He said, I used to be born again. Mm-hmm. He says, I haven't been going to church, I haven't been, you know, in a relationship with God. He's like, my dad is a preacher, and my dad goes to different churches and preaches. And I said, wow, isn't that kind of crazy? I said, God does this to me every day. He brings someone to me every day, every day, to talk to them about him. And I said, do you think it's a coincidence? He's like, no. I said, do you know that your dad prayed for someone to come and talk to you? And God used me. And now you, how you're a gym rat, I'm a gym rat too. And we're both talking now about the Lord. And he's just like, but it went well because I started telling him who he was in Christ and that he needs to come back home to the Father's house. And then I also mentioned to him um, that I met guys like you before and you never will be satisfied. You'll, have, you'll get the business, you'll, you'll have the house, you'll have the wife, and you'll never have true satisfaction unless you have God in your life. And I told him that. And he was just like, he couldn't say no. So I, I shared that with him, and he said, I want to get a workout with you. He ended up liking our post and following us on Instagram now. His name is Jaden. So I, hopefully he's maybe tuning in. Maybe I don't know. But the thing is, it was incredible how God just orchestrated that at the gym now i gotta tell you this other thing so today i was on the phone with my mom and we're talking about doing something really cool with ministry and maybe and i need her to kind of help set that up and contact some people so anyways i'm talking we're talking about the lord we're talking about ministry and now this ups driver pulls up in front of my house he's dropping off a package that i've been waiting for and it's totally God because I've been wanting this package to come so quickly. Oh and it would at least, like, out <laughs> all the other times, it would take, like, two weeks. But this time, it came, like, in, like, two or three days. Right? Yeah. You ordered it on Monday. The- did I? Yeah. I did. Glory to God. That's awesome. have <laughs> <laughs> been waiting, like, the candy store. Like, I'm, like, candy. just waiting yeah. at the front porch. I'm, like, they're coming any day now. No. <laughs> no. But anyways. Yeah. So, we're, me and my mom were talking about ministry. And for, for some reason, he looked familiar to me. He looked like someone I knew. And I mentioned, I said, what school did you go to? You know, what year did you graduate? He's like, 2018. So I'm like, there's no way. No, this kid. There's no <laughs> way. Like, I'm... Too- a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> but then he leaves and gets in his UPS truck and takes off. And I felt like, I told my mom, I said, I feel like I should have talked to him about God. Mm-hmm. I just, it was a split second, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 have to get enough packages done in a certain hour so they don't have time to talk to you so guess what christian does christian gets in his car and christian starts driving to where he's at i'm like going through the neighborhood i'm like okay i'm looking i'm all and i'm I'm not drifting but anyways i chased this ups driver down and i had to tell him that good i don't know what yeah, that's the key. I didn't know he what to say to him. I said it three times. didn't know what to say to him, but I knew God wanted me to say something to him. Mm-hmm. That's a step of faith, right? Yeah. That's, that, would you say it's kind of radical yeah. a little bit? Get in your car and start chasing down the UPS guy? So I chased down the UPS guy. Thank God he was about to go into the main intersection, and he was right there at the corner house to the main intersection. I caught him. I, I made sure that I pulled my car in front of his UPS so he couldn't oh, move. So, like, so I knew I was going to get a hold of him. I mean, not give him enough space. He could have probably, like, you know, pulled off. But I, I made it where I'm, like, you I'm getting it. So nice like-
0: so nice I know. Away. I'm like, hey, come yeah. over yeah. here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. No way. I'm like, no way. Yeah. No, because he did deliver a barrel shotgun to me. But anyways, the thing is, what I want to say, <laughs> what I wanted to say. We don't own that. Listen, what I wanted to say was that I went into his truck. And I started talking to him about the Lord. And I started sharing my testimony. And I said, all this stuff. And I said, is anything wrong with you? And he's like, yeah, I'm having problems. His name is Matthew. He's like, I'm having problems. I just got through a breakup. I have kind of this baby mama drama right now. And I want to see my kid. Right? So I'm sharing. And now I said, hey, can I pray for you? I'm in his truck, praying for him, standing up. They probably there's cameras. There has to be, and the, oh, okay. so they're seeing me pray for this guy. But the presence of the Lord shows up, the peace of God shows up. So what I want to tell you is that like, just step out, even if you don't even know. Even if you don't know, I knew God was like, I chose him. That's all God. That's all really what He said to me is I chose him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I know. I know, right? So, the thing is, when you get to that place to step out in faith, what's the worst you can say? I mean, you can't really, I mean, you can look pretty stupid, but it doesn't matter, right? Like, you just say, hey, I just feel like um, God's just putting on my heart to pray for you. And whatever comes in your thought or in your mind, that you feel like it's the Lord to say it. What's the worst that can happen? It's not true, or whatever the case is, or whatever. The thing is, you're stepping out in faith the thing is, I wouldn't have to waste gas or did all this stuff if I just did it right then and there within a <laughs> second, right? But the thing is, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I told Mom, I said, man. And it kept eating me hot. It kept eating me inside. I was like... I was <laughs> like, well, I was <laughs> like, I don't and like... It took off, so yeah. Anyways, so that was it. No, I was pretty I was pretty nice. I'm like, hey, you remember me? Like you just dropped off this package like five months ago.
5: Permission to get in I,
1: I did. I said, Well, kinda. I was outside and I said, Can I pray for you? And he said yeah, so I walked in. Oh. Like a
2: little bit of A C Yeah. Is this the
1: truth? No. No. no, but we were like, but we were kind of in the shade with like these big bushes, yeah. and I was just praying for him, so yeah, it was cool, yeah. that was pretty cool, that was pretty radical, I'd say, pretty radical, <laughs> yeah, FedEx, <laughs> <laughs> DHL, Staples, no, i playing, <laughs> Amazon, no, anyways, um, yeah, Jordan, can you, can you come and pray for us, please, I just felt like the Lord told me for you to pray.
7: Sorry, we all have to accommodate my dog yeah. <laughs> he <was supposed> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
7: Father God, we ask that you raise up everybody that's listening, everybody that's Thank here you. that's in your presence right now, and we ask that you lift us up boldly into your presence. Yes, um, we ask that every ear that is listening to you, Lord, is willing to understand and take in your word, yes, Lord. so that way we can walk in your presence that so we can walk in your glory, yes, Lord Jesus. Yeah. We just ask that each and every ear that's listening can find the meaning that you're trying to present onto everybody's life, um, and that we can walk in a glorified path that you're illuminating for us in this darkened world. Um, We thank you for everything that you do for us, Lord, each and every day. We're grateful for the healings that you provide. We're grateful for the blessings and the gracious gifts you present us each and every day. Thank you, Heavenly Father, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. That was awesome. Thank you. So today's title is Freedom from
1: the Enemy. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, if you want to listen, you want to take notes, we're going to be going in today. So I think as, as the body of Christ and as the church, we don't realize that we really are free when you become born again and you have transitioned from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Yeah, you might look the same. Yeah, you might feel the same. You might have the same character, motives, or actions. But within that moment, you became free spiritually. And I think we tend to stay in a place where we're still held captive. It's almost like, it's like the prison doors were open and you're still in the cell. Like, why are you in the cell? Like, walk out of the cell so you can be free. If we went to the local prison and we opened all those gates up, what do you think they would do? They'd probably probably run out, most likely until shots started firing or whatever but other than that if they said everyone can go free they're not going to stay one second in that cell they are going to run to the nearest mcdonald's they're going to run to the nearest place right and experience their freedom so as believers in christ we need to do the same we need to realize that we're free once jesus takes the shackles off you you're free so we're going to talk about this in colossians chapter 1 Now, this is going to look a little different. It's going to be maybe not your ideal, like all these scriptures about freedom, but I think this is going to talk to you about identity and your freedom, okay? So Colossians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren, Christ, who are all in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, their faith in Christ. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world. And it's bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As also you learned from Ephesus, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. So did you hear that this word of truth, the gospel, has come to you? Right? And it says, Knew the grace of God in truth. The grace of God empowers you to transform and change. And we know the truth of God is what sets you free. Right? It sanctifies you, it purifies you, it renews your mind. Right? It gives you the word to fight back the enemy. Right? It says, The truth shall set you free. Okay? We're going to keep going on the preeminence of Christ. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's vital right there. It says, we do not cease to pray for you that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I was talking to a believer today, and he was telling me that he didn't have that wisdom or that understanding or that revelation how to war, how to fight back in the spiritual realm. But see, if we're praying for God's knowledge and his will and understanding and wisdom to get in us, we will know how to fight the devil. We will know how to stay free. We'll know how to set others free right? I only engage because I've gotten a revelation of it. I'm not just following someone because I've heard of other people that do that, right? Well, they engaged in spiritual warfare and this one person did, but doesn't mean that you should, unless you know that you have the knowledge and understanding why they're doing it, the revelation of why they're doing it. Because we, we tend to practice a lot of things that we listen and see but we never get a true understanding of it we never get a true revelation and i'm telling you you'll be more effective when you get the true wisdom and understanding and revelation knowledge of god to do it so like for instance you see me pray for someone and you're like i'm going to do it like how he does it but if god has given you the wisdom and understanding to pray how god's made you to pray and you can use my prayer as a format you're going to be more effective when you pray Right? You're gonna be effective. You're gonna be more effective when you preach and disciple someone, right? Or pray for the sick or do deliverance. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm gonna keep going on. Cause spiritual understanding is huge. If you wanna learn about deliverance, you need spiritual understanding. Because how are you gonna see those demons when you can't see them? How are you gonna know what they deal with if you're not getting the wisdom from the Holy Spirit telling you what's going on? How are you gonna know if someone has uh, a generational curse ten generations ago. You need spiritual understanding. They were doing the cult practices or their family offered them as a sacrifice. You're not going to know that unless the Holy Spirit tells you in your communion with them and you're praying for that wisdom. Okay. I don't know why I had to go that far, but I'm going that far. <clears throat> First, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So when you gain understanding, when you gain wisdom and spiritual understanding, the knowledge of God, you will start to walk worthy of the Lord. Do you see that? You will be well-pleasing to God. You'll be fruitful in every work. You know how you have figs, right? And I'm growing a fig tree. Well, imagine if that fig tree could bear fruit every season that'd be amazing yeah that'd be awesome like that'd be good that's what the lord wants us to do not just bear season for one time in our christian walk and then be done what i do to branches that don't bear fruit or they're dying i cut them off i throw them away so they can prune and grow bigger and stronger and produce more fruit right that's what god's doing in each and every one of us okay colossians chapter 1 verse 11 strengthen with all might, according to his glory, glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be tar- partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And what the strengthened word means here, maybe you want to write it down, is dunamu. Dunamu. So D U N A, and then mu. Dunamu. 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 dunamu means to make strong you guys got it so d u n a m o o to make strong to confirm to enable there's a family of duna power words or duna my to be able or dunamis power usually supernatural duna mu to strengthen or duna is or duna excuse me duna stis is sovereign or ruler, that's a good one. D-U-N-A-S-T-E-S means sovereign or ruler, or dunito, D-U-N-A-T-E-O, means to be mighty, and dunatos, D-U-N-A-T-O-S, means powerful. So, dynasty, dynamic, and dynamite originate from those words. Mm. Think about that dynamic dynamite and dynasty so the thing is how you can be free from the devil and how you can be free from demons is when you start realizing the power you have the inheritance it says you are the saints of light and it says to be strengthened it says to be well pleasing for the lord do you understand there's so many christians that are not well pleasing to the lord they don't produce fruit they're not increasing. They're not fully pleasing him. I'm going to... Wow, the Lord's bringing this up. Okay. There's this woman at my work. I won't mention her name. But she was telling me that she was getting a new house. And God, she had like 15 boxes of what she wanted the house to be, right? I want this flooring. I want this sink. I want this color. I want this texture, da, da, da. God did exceedingly and abundantly all that she asked for and more. Okay? She's like, "Oh my God, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. God's with us." Da, da, da. And she's like, I'm like, "Oh, it's a testimony." And I said, "That's cool. That's awesome." I said, "I know. I'm in the business. I know what God does for people." But then something came in me to say this to her. But I said, "Well, God did all that for you. What are you doing for him?" Ooh said that to her and then this is her response well what am i not doing for god i said are you telling people are you strengthening people are you telling your people your testimony she's like yeah i'm trying i'm trying to pray for my son i'm trying to pray for my for my brother and i and she's like you know what i said usually when god blesses you a lot usually you have to repent it's the goodness of god that leads you to repentance so when you're getting all these blessings there's a time where you can receive what you've sown, but there's a time where God's goodness is trying to lead you back to him, Mm -hmm. that you fully surrender. So I said, usually when it happens, there needs to be some, I said, you probably need to repent. And she said, well, I'm feeling that I need to repent of doubting. She's always doubted God that he's not gonna provide, or he's not gonna come through, or he's not gonna make it happen, and this and this and that. And I came and I said, you, need to repent I said that to her but I said you need to do what God's asked you to do what are you doing for God that's what I said yeah and yeah I was <laughs> like Ksh. but the thing is though I think she I think something something clicked no one would ever say that because no I said oh I said well, I said you just need to share who God is because people are hungry I said, I preached to 300 Pakistanians and 10 of them gave their lives to Jesus. I'm preaching to Muslims and they're converting Christianity. They want to know. And she said this. She said, I, I too, I said, she's like, you know, people are, people want to know. They just, they want to hold on to something. I, she's like, this world needs, I'm like a savior. It needs a savior, Jesus. And she got to this place where she's like, you know, the church, has done so much lip service, but people want to see now. They want to see power. And I said that transitioning from all those great men of God are now almost at the place where they're about to die and transition and graduate, there's a new age of ministers that are walking in power and demonstrating the gospel. But I like to tell in that moment that's what God told me to say. What are you doing for him? Okay, we'll continue along. So <laughs> cuz we we can get real comfortable, right? We can get real to this place where it's all about you and it's really all about everybody else. It's not it's not really about you. So anyways, write this down. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son and his love. He has delivered us from the powers of darkness, witchcraft, divination, generational curses, hexes, vexes, spells, rituals, occult practices. He has delivered you out into the kingdom of his son and his love. Jesus, that is huge. Because if he didn't deliver you, you'd be still in there. Because they are, Satan is powerful. And he is powerful over the Christians that don't know who they are. But once you know who you are in Christ, and you step up against the strong man, you bind that strong man, he ain't going to steal from you no more. He's not going to destroy your house anymore. He's not going to take what rightfully belongs to you because it was purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. And it says this in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. When He has delivered you from the powers of darkness and conveyed you into the kingdom of the Son and His love, you have now been in the inheritance, you are part of the covenant of God. And that when you bind that strongman from stealing what he is trying to take away that's not his, you, you stop it right there. You stop it and say, no, it is written that I have been delivered from the powers of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of his son and his love. Satan cannot longer grab you. He doesn't, he doesn't have a right to. But if you open doors and you let him, he's going to ransack your whole house. It's like me letting a wild bull in my house. I can either keep that bull outside or let him come and he's going to probably destroy my house. Right? So the thing is you need to keep the devil at bay. You need to keep the demons at bay. I know demons can't come up in my house. I pray that they don't because I exhort my authority. Mm -hmm. I use that Kratos power, that dominus authority, that dominion and authority to take over my workplace, to take over... My job to take over any other place that I'm gonna be doing tent revivals Pakistan even I'm 8,000 miles away I'm still taking dominion and authority over it so that's what I'm saying if you really want to be freed from the powers of darkness you have to know who you are you won't be confident you won't step out you'll be scared you'll be fearful you won't have the courage you won't have the boldness to go and do it and this is what it says delivered us from darkness conveys the idea of salvation rescuing us from a tyranny of darkness drawing on the important Old Testament theme it includes rescue from such negatives of danger death sickness hostile situations in general these rescues include both present deliverances and future that's huge consummated deliverance in the world to come conveyed refers to the deportation or the transference of a captured armies or populations from one country to another think about that you were a prisoner of war you were an enemy against god before you came to jesus and now he's delivering you he's setting you free you're no longer uh an enemy to God, or an enemy, or enmity towards God. And I love what it says that Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So what that means is because when we've been bought by the blood of Jesus, when we become born again, Jesus was the first, and that's why he says I'm the last. So he became the first again, right, because Adam was. But then he had to pay for sin and the penalty, and now we can come to this place of looking like Christ, like I said. That's what the Lord said. He said, you're the deliverer. You're the redeemer. You set the captives free. And then he said right away, because my spirit is in you. My spirit gives you that ability to do that. I know for sure my flesh can't do any of this stuff. Can't cast thousands of demons out. I have no power. But he does, and he lives in me. So I get to use that power. And isn't it like he healed us? His spirit healed us. Mm-hmm. So like we're one.
2: That's why
3: mm-hmm. like the kingdom of heaven is in us. Yes. That's
1: what we're operating in. Like, yeah. Of and it says the kingdom of heaven is neither food nor drink, but righteousness, joy, and peace within the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit's in here. He's in here. Mm-hmm. And he's not a little blue orb this roaring around. That's what I thought for the longest time, like, Holy Spirit was this small and he's like roaming in me. He's he's way bigger. When you give order to angels, they're not taking orders from you, they're taking orders from Holy Spirit. And they go and do it. Right? Okay. Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven. That are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body of the church. We are the body of Christ, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have preeminence. So think about this. If Jesus rules over the cosmos, if he rules over the dominions, principalities, and the thrones, which we do not know. I've seen one, one, um, what was it? Uh, no, it was I, I wrote it down when I had it in the night vision. It was, um, it was a realm. It was a realm. It was a realm. I only saw one realm, so imagine how many more. And if we never take authority or power, if okay, so think about this: if you only take power over this, then that's all you'll have. When you start going in, and God starts giving you more. And more and more. Why do you think Christians are able to go to different regions? Because they know about the powers and principalities and dominions, right, and the thrones. Like, God's truly opened up Pakistan for, for me. Like, he's given me that. He's like, okay, and I want, I want to see how you take authority. I want to see how you preach. I want to see how you tell what's going to happen steward it that's a part of the anointing you exercising your anointing but you stewarding the anointing how are you going to use it to grow the kingdom of God and I was thinking to myself I'm like how is Daniel Kalenda just going to Africa and preaching to millions of people in Ghana and Zambia and and Lagos right in Nigeria because he's taken dominion authority over it not because he wants to maybe for the power of God has given the jurisdiction to do it, to take over that region. So the thing is, we can be given much, but much is required. And if you're faithful with the little that you're having, then you're going to be ruler over much. You just like that? That's good, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm telling you that there's, there's more. And I think what we've done is capped it and say, no, 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 now you're getting crazy. You're getting radical, buddy. <laughs> right? You're getting a little, you know, like this to calm down, right? But the thing is, if these things that God created, and he's saying that he's given it to us, then we should maybe pursue what he's given us, right? <clears throat> Hold on. Wow. <laughs>
4: Trying to confuse you, blah blah blah, and I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm like, okay, we're not here about me, but no, I disagree. I'm not agreeing with that. Yeah. And when I looked hard, it said that he believes that like he's being attacked by demons and that there's you know a demon phenomenon out there. Wow. And he's diagnosed. But yeah. time, it was just and I wasn't afraid. And anytime I tried to make contact with him, eye contact with him, he would look away. Of course. And I stood. No, we're not doing this. This is not about me and my religious belief. I have my belief. You have yours. So I felt really rocked in mouth because I didn't feel afraid. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. And that will build that inner confidence. And then also you have to wait for the anointing to come upon you. Say you're about to do deliverance on someone. You need to get that deliverance. Like you'll feel the anointing. I don't know if you felt that for that one guy in Chandler when he did it. But you have to wait upon the Lord to go and activate and, and go and move on. But um, I'll, I'll make this uh, kind of quick.
3: But at first, you would just step out, step out, right? Yeah, I would step and out because I was so, so overflowed, yeah. yeah. And you're so skilled that mm-hmm. now you know like, when the anointing happens. What do you mean to step out? Like, like, um, like maybe you go pray for someone. Yeah. like you don't quite know what to say yeah, or do true.
5: Yeah. but you just in that moment God gives you something and okay. you just take that yeah and then he exactly. gives you more yeah, more, yeah. Like, it could just be like the first word in a prayer or something.
1: yeah and I always tell people it's like it's like breadcrumbs right he leaves a trail so you eat that one it goes to the next one and he starts revealing to you that's um, a good one. yeah I, yeah And the thing is, too, what I want to share, uh, we got so much to share, but I know people, it's late, but we've been doing the 90-day Bible challenge, right? In 90 days, we're going to read the whole Bible. And we have, like, we go, like, through 16 chapters
0: (laughs) a day.
1: It's intense. But I can't tell you how much more filled I Mm -hmm. feel Mm
0: -hmm.
1: getting that word in me. And what I've learned, too, is that, who has really had this intimate relationship with the Lord is Moses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Moses really knew the whole, like the nature and character of God yeah. compared to Adam, compared to Abraham. We know Adam was in the garden with the Lord and then he got separated from it. Abraham was given the new covenant, right? To what he was going to build Israel. But Moses knew God and God knew him. Remember I said that? And God would only invite Moses to yep. go in that place with him so cool. for 40 days, 40 nights, dry fasting, <laughs> right? 40 days, 40 nights, oh, and gosh. twice, <laughs> twice. And the thing is, it's like what what really gets me fired up is, God, I want to know you like that. I want to be, I need you to fill me till I overflow. That's why I pray in my prayer. I'm like, Lord, I need you to fill me till I overflow. Now, looking at me, you're like, dude, you're already overflowing. I need more. I need like... Ugh, just like pour it on me like i'm ready i want yes i need the, i need the veil i need the new wine i need the honey like i need lord i want it but the thing is it'll keep you going though it'll keep you stirred up do you understand most of your christian walk is stirring up your own faith and you're only going to start through the god's word through prayer and being in his presence right? That's what we have to stand on every day. So when we deal with Christians that are lukewarm or deal with Christians that are barely in their faith, we're kind of like, oh, that sucks. Like, we, I don't know. Like I was talking to that one girl. I'm like, yeah, you just don't know. Like, but you need to know. know. They don't know what they're missing, but you need to know. Yeah. He's snoring. He's he's dreaming. (laughs) Anyways, we will pray for that. But I want to tell you this too, Alice. If you want to see the unseen, what are you going to do with that?
4: be able to free people and be able to fight
1: um okay be a warrior
4: i want to be in the front lines i'm ready okay free people from bondage and
1: turn them to to christ okay -hmm. well i just saw her with the helmet i saw her with the uh m1 grand coming out of an actual um not like a ravine, but what's it called when they are like in the mud? The trenches. The the trenches. trenches. She's coming out of the trenches and you're like telling people to come. So guess what? You asked for it, you're going to get it now. <laughs> so it's, it's now you're, 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 you're all in. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, just me, this thing kind of thing, just yeah. More... No, okay. the, Lord, the Lord's going to give you the baptism of the oh. Holy Ghost and fire today. Your life's going to be completely changed after today. So don't worry. I have Abby. something. Yes. Go ahead. Um, I have also.
4: I feel the same thing that Alice is feeling. I like. I don't know if I told you that Jennifer came back. She, she got released from the from jail. Really? She was in for five months, and um, wow. And I know I'm, I get prayed and prayed and prayed up and prayed up and get uh, blood of Jesus on me and everything. And I want to start heading out there, but I get this fear because of the traffic is starting to come, out, come back up again. People are coming, you know, stopping and same thing. Yep. And I'm afraid. I'm afraid, you know, I, of all that.
1: Yeah, so the thing is, the spirit of I fear, need to her. I the that. spirit of fear is real. Yes. But God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. His perfect love casts out all fear. So if you, what I would do is you get so filled up with the love of God for Jennifer that you're going to go in there and all your fear and anxiety is going to go out the window. The presence of God is going to come in that place when you start talking to her Mm -hmm. and she's going to encounter with the Lord. I don't care if she has 100,000 demons up in that house. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, you they are matchless compared to you. They are matchless compared to you. They don't stand a chance. Glory to God. That's awesome. All right. All right. Anybody else? there Christian. <clears throat> yes, sir.
6: Uh, and your mom can attest to this. I'm, I am surrounded by a significant number of my people, And I, my presence, I, I would suggest, has been really unsettling for them. Uh, it's almost like the things that I'm incorporating or as what he's been doing through is causing things to be unsettled for a significant number of people There's so much pride, um, but at the same time, um, I don't have any kind of like sanctuary with the exception of driving my car. Outside of that, I'm cool Yeah. and I feel very spent um, my cup i pour into to so many others and everything yeah. else but I'm, I'm not going all whether it's family whether it's uh, yeah. you know who I love and I'm, I'm grateful
0: but you know I, I have my moments of I have that garden and I can go up and free and just be left alone for is just yeah.
1: my uh, mindset. Well, yeah, so the yeah, thing people. is with, with you, I want to make sure I heard you right because you're kind of breaking up a little bit. Were you saying that you're dealing with a lot of prideful people?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so you know how you break the spirit of pride off people? You bring power. Power mm-hmm. breaks pride. Because guess what? When you show up and your God shows up with fire and all those prideful prophets of Baal and Ishtar are around you, they have nothing to say. All them will scatter away and everyone will know that the power of God is upon you. That's how Israel came back to repentance. So the thing is with pride… I was always I felt the same way you do because I'm like, these guys are engineers, these guys are project managers, these guys are this and that, and they're not gonna believe what I'm telling them. You gotta show by power. When they see a leg grow out, then maybe they'll believe. Or maybe when they feel the presence of God touch them, they'll they'll say something. They'll they'll know. Or they feel something leave them. You gotta bring power, but for you to be filled with the power. And if you're feeling emotionally drained, you're feeling like you're pouring to so many people and not getting filled back up. That's a lack of intimacy with God. That's a lack of intimacy. It's like a dry cup. This cup is not useful unless there's something in here. It's just a piece of glass. It's just a vessel. So for you, you're going to have to get so filled with the Lord. That's why before I came and preached, I said, Lord, you need to fill me till I overflow. By myself. I can't come and preach to you guys and be porn, 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 and then I have nothing in mind. I will look, that's it. Look at that, that's nothing. What am I gonna do with that? That's that's how spiritual you are. Like this. A little bit. And the thing is, it's not gonna cut it. If you're gonna go against principalities, wickedness, all this, you're gonna preach here, there, and do this, you gotta get filled. That should be so whatever is is consuming your schedule, whatever. You need a sacrifice, need to be sacrificed so you can spend time with God. If that means you can't go to the gym as long, then you can't go to the gym as long. If you're not going to go and eat lunch as long, you gotta cut, You have to find ways to make time for the Lord, period. I can't say, well, you can kind of do this and that. There's no way around it. You have to be in his presence. You have to let him fill you. You have to let him speak to you. You have to let him fill you with power to do any of that. I, I can't yeah. neglect it.
6: Yeah, I do it every morning. I'm up very early and I meet him early. In the okay,
1: morning. so how long are you spending time with him? It could be 30 minutes. Okay, 20, 30 minutes. so if you're that consumed and you're that drained, you need to spend 30 minutes then and 30 minutes at your lunch. Get filled again. Because he
3: gets drained.
1: Get drained. You go drained in your down. car and be like, I'm turning this phone off. Oh, I'm listening yeah. to this, some worship instrumental. I'm spending time with my father. And guess what? The peace of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God comes upon you. And you're like, shh, shh, okay, let's go. And then we're, you're back at it. I mean, that's what it is. That's what I have to do. I got I to gotta pull my way. I got to go under. It's hot as heck. I'm like, Lord, I did turn this AC on. But And I will, just, and I will be sweating. I'm too cheap because I don't want to turn the, the air on. And I'm like, cause uh, cause Lord it's five dollars a gallon. no shit anybody can't get you know what I mean? I'm going in. You're a good steward. I'm a good steward, but guess what? I have to go. Or if, some, if Benjamin's calling me, Roger's calling me this and people, I won't answer your call. I'm spending time with the Lord. I'm sorry guys. You're gonna have to wait. I'll call you back. But I don't tell you that all the time. You know what I mean I have to go and I have remember Jesus. He had to distance himself from his disciples. Yeah. And he was up all night communing with the Father.
3: I keep getting the picture of the analogy. You know how when you're in the, in the airplane, they say, like, if something happens, like an emergency or a crash, you put the oxygen mask on yourself mm-hmm. so that you can help others. And that's what I keep getting. Like, we need to, like, fill ourselves up. And I think it's good, Roger, like, maybe at lunch, too, like, we fill up then, too, because people drain you. You know, the world, the darkness, and all that is, you got to keep filling up.
1: Fill up. Fill up. Fill up. Till that over. over. Yeah, you got to. You got to fill up. You have to. You have to. You will get too drained. So, anything else? I, want to, I like to pray for you guys, but I want to give you practical advice so you guys can use it. Because yeah. so I can be like, Lord, fill them. And then they're like, you're good for like a day and a half. Yeah. And, you're like, and then you're like an engine. like, yeah. And you're like burning on the side of the road. Yeah. When I can just teach you like, hey, go to O'Reilly's and get you some gas, bro. You know, I'm going get some oil. Right? Get, get some lube. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm. Christian,
4: I struggle with rejection. Okay. I take it personal when I'm ministering to people mm. and they just shut off or they're not listening or you can tell they're not engaged. Yeah. I take it personal. No, I know that I just shouldn't. Um, yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah. But that makes my flesh feel discouraged. I know that it's not about me and I'm trying to receive. Mm-hmm. But it
1: does
4: discourage me and I don't <clears throat> like the feeling of rejection.
1: Okay, so I'm going to give you practical advice for this. This is really good. So, when you feel like they're not engaged, they're looking at you like you're crazy, um, they can care less of what you say, or they're actually hostile and they're more like da 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 da, I will back off. I will back off and I'll say, hey, you know what? Um, you know, I'll say whatever I need to say, but stepping back because this almost happened to me today, and the Lord said, "Your heart's changing, this dude blew me off like I was trying to ask him something, and he's like, and he gets me so mad <laughs> he does, he does all the time, and I'm like, like I just want to show my real power, not just like <laughs> Holy Ghost power, but mind. physical strength <laughs> and no, but i'm I'm being honest with you he he he's very rude, he's very like and I knew the Lord was changing my heart because I left and I said, Father, I forgive him. Father, I forgive him because you forgave me a much. I thank you, Lord God, that he's maybe stressed out and he doesn't know what's going on or he's just taking it out on me. Lord God, I ask you that you'd bless him and give him peace. And then I rolled away and the Lord says, your heart's changing. He said that to me. And what I'm asking is, God, help me to have love for the people that are lost Help me to have love for the people that need to know you. Help me to learn to love these souls, these people that are yours. And I think that's what helps you with not being offended or getting bitter or taking it personal is when you replace it with the love of God for them and the forgiveness of God and the mercy. Because that's what we got to say is that, okay, how many times could God be mad at us on a daily basis? Probably a lot, right? But if we use the mercy and grace of God, Towards others, we're doing and fulfilling his law. Mm-hmm. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. For me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going through that right now with, yeah. with
3: someone like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just on your
1: face all the time. Yeah. And it's hard. I'm not, but you have to get filled with the love of God for people. So I'm, I'm really asking God. God, help me to be compassionate mm-hmm. for people. Because I don't have the empathy. My, this body doesn't have empathy for people. The Spirit does. He has major empathy. But I have to let Holy Spirit. You, you almost, and Alice, you're going you're gonna to realize this. There's demons in people, and people hate God. So there's going to be, not everyone's going to believe what you say. Not everyone's going to take what you have to say. Like there's a point with me this morning. I'm like, I want to tell my atheist boss that Jesus is God, that He's real, and I want to get to that point And I was like, oh, should I should I say? Because I, I need to wait for the timing too. So maybe that can help you too, Alice. When the Lord's like, okay, it's time. I felt like almost today it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite yet, because I need what God's trying to show me is like you need to be a great worker for Him. For him to listen to you and i need to do better at being not breaking stuff <laughs> by accident but anyways so does that help
4: but I, I will say that you are very encouraging i definitely look up to you and mm-hmm. you empower me Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that you step out and faith and that like, you yeah. talk to people and that you share your testimonies with us because uh-huh. that definitely like fills, fills me up and gives me hope and it's not about us. it's about the last and right. doing it on right. of, of God because he did it for us. and I remind myself I was lost and people would talk right. to me and I didn't want to hear it. Right. So I try to be empathetic as yeah. well.
1: And I think that's, yeah, you're welcome. And I think that's a good perspective to have because you might be that last person to tell them, right? Or you might be that last person to tell them and they give their life to Jesus right there, Mm -hmm. right? It says you will reap a harvest where you didn't plant. Where you didn't plant no seed, you'll reap a harvest because someone else came and planted the seed, watered it, maintained it. Fertilized it and then came up. Have you noticed that? Have you have you witnessed to people and you're like, wow, that was easy. They like jumped in your boat. Yeah. It was simple because so many other people didn't let offense and let resentment, didn't let pride or their ego, and they they shared and it planted seed. Okay. All right. So it seems like you guys need like a whole general prayer. So I'm just going to do this real quick because I got people that need prayer in here as well. Um, is anyone on Instagram? Is anyone even on, I know we've been going on for about a minute, but if there's anybody that needs prayer for anything, um, we can do that as well. No one has said anything. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm not going to pray at all. You, you, and you can pray for them. Does that sound good? All right. Benjamin, Mom, and Jordan. So you guys stand right here, and I'll I'll get out of the way. So this is what I kind of do, right? I give the wisdom and advice, and then you disciple, and you let them do it. And then God will give them words for the people and how to pray. So if you guys want to stand right here, I'll stand back here, and I'll let you guys do what you got to do. Now, Roger needs prayer, Alice needs prayer, and, and Grandma needs prayer. So, however you guys want to, whatever God's telling you which one to pray for, do in that order.
0: Rock okay. paper scissors. <laughs> 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 I'm
3: <laughs> picking up boldness so I can cover that. You okay. guys wanna, wanna do whatever you guys are picking up.
7: Okay. I can cover wisdom and knowledge because that's what I'm getting. Okay. okay. What are you getting guys? I'm not sure. Okay. We'll, okay. Just, we'll, just,
1: well let's just start. Cont- the we'll start. Off. Okay.
3: Heavenly Father, we just lift, lift up Alice, Olga, and Roger, Father. We thank you, Father, that your word says that they're bold as lions, Father. I thank you that they know their identity in Christ, Father, that greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. Father, I thank you that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them, Father. I thank you, Father, they just yield and surrender to your power and that they just walk and operate in the overflow and that they with that overflow um I see it's gonna be touching their families their co-workers and their colleagues father and they're gonna grow more spiritual because they're gonna walk in the spirit and not in the flesh and they're just gonna get stronger bolder um, ambassadors for you father and I just plead the blood of Jesus father right now that there's a deposit Right now, Father, a download from you, Father, of, of just boldness, Father, stepping out in faith, Father. And I command that spirit of fear to come out right now. We drive you out right now in the name of Jesus. We cast you to the abyss to never return in the name of Jesus. I just thank you that they walk in confidence and boldness. In Jesus' name, amen.
7: Amen. And in that boldness, Father, we ask that you you provide them with the wisdom and knowledge that they need in order to walk in your guiding light. Um, We ask that this wisdom and knowledge is going to guide them to the right way that they need to be directed onto the path. Um, That there's no more confusion, that there's no more doubt within them. That every ounce of wisdom and knowledge that you're pouring out to them is going to align them with your, your grace, your guidance, and the path that you want them to be walking on. Um, we ask that it casts out any of the doubt and any of the uncertainty that they may have and that they may be freed by you to have the wisdom and knowledge to go out in their boldness and and to give your word out to everyone that needs to hear it, that they're no longer afraid to go out and step out in that boldness because the wisdom and knowledge you grant them is going to grant them every ounce of words and every ounce that they need to pour out to others. In Jesus' name I
0: pray
5: this, amen. amen. Do not let offense get the best of us, Lord. Exhort us to go forth and give as you have given to us, Lord. We have no excuse but to give you everything. Exhort us, build us up in your spirit, Lord. Thank
1: you. All right. We come in agreement, and we call it done in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 I right, love you guys. God bless you. Till next time. That's
4: food.
0: Thank you. Yep.
4: God
1: bless, God bless you guys. Love you all. Love yep. you. Love you guys.